Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, podcast fam. Today, it is Wednesday, September the 11th, 2019. Holy crap, we're officially into September, like into it. Dare I say that it's almost the fall here in Canada? (laughs) But I'm certainly embracing uh, being outside still in the outdoors. I love the sweater weather. I'm one of those people. (laughs) Uh, And so life is good. Now, before I get into the show today, I want to remind you all to go and sign up for my Love Your Body Challenge. If you have not done this already, it's not really a challenge. It's more of a practice. It's a 21-page ebook that you can download by going to elisaunfiltered.com forward slash love your body. So summer's almost over here. It's time to get back to school, back to you, back to a routine to visit our love foundations and where and how we we are practicing our self-care. So you can press pause right now, go to elisaunfiltered.com forward slash love your body and download the ebook uh, right now. You'll get tons of tips and tricks. Uh, there's tons of, of things in there, little nuggets to start practicing a sustainable style of self-care. Okay, so moving on. Speaking of self-care, my guest is Ryan Snow. He is back for the second time to give us a one-year update on his self-care practice, on his life, on how things are going. Ryan is a former national ski team athlete that I met over 20 years ago. However, his life experiences led him down the path of drug addiction and self-loathing. So his story is unraveled in our first podcast together, which is titled Overcoming Drug Addiction, Facing Your Truth, and Choosing Happiness with Ryan Snow. So if you'd like to go back and listen to that one, do it. I strongly suggest it. However, today, Ryan is back with a strong and powerful message about what the practice of self-love and self-compassion looks like and how we can overcome any and all adversity in life with awareness and this practice. So this podcast is for everyone. We can all relate to a story and message that change is not impossible. It's not impossible, guys. We are responsible for ourselves. We are not alone and we can choose happiness. Okay, you ready for this? Let's get started. Okay, here we go. We're recording. Hi, Ryan. Hello, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing really great. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Uh, so listeners, uh, Ryan and I are Skyping. Are you in Cal? Where are you right now? I'm in Calgary, Alberta. Okay, yeah, sweet. Beautiful. Not quite as nice as Ontario, but we got it over here, I guess. Yeah, you know, today's a beautiful day, but it is cold. It's getting cold at night. This is September. Uh, oh, man. It's the today worst. was the first day I woke up in the morning and I was like, oh no, it's dark. <laughs> Damn, it's September. <laughs> well, yeah. you look good. I'm happy to have you back on the show. This is your second time here. Uh, last time was a pretty, it was a pretty deep and very powerful podcast. Uh, you have an unbelievable story. Uh, you've gone through quite the journey of addiction. 
Is that how, is this how we, yes. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's summarize a little bit, uh, our first show together. Okay. Uh, first show together, I, uh, was just coming out of my addiction. So, so I, uh, had some real bad things happen and I followed a drug addiction right down to the very, very bottom all the way to being a cocaine junkie basically. Yes. And, uh, that podcast was kind of in the midst of when I was starting to feel better and starting to take care of myself a little more. And I've had a few of the things that I used to understand myself a little bit. Yes. And a little bit of understanding, initial understanding of what self-care is. Yes. And uh, just compassion for the journey that is us. Yeah, so the first show was very emotionally charged. There was a lot of darkness that you experienced and you shared so openly with everybody and um it it has been downloaded uh, many times if you haven't listened go back it was actually um released last january and so you were addicted to cocaine you talk a lot about how that addiction started um and sort of the events leading up to it and then let's just go over what what did rock bottom look like for you um, rock bottom was, uh, well, I, I like threw all my money away pretty much. Yes. I so you, yeah. able to live in my house anymore. I was risking losing contact with my daughter. Yeah. And that was probably like the lowest point. Um, yeah. And I just wasn't doing right by anybody anymore. Mm-hmm. And, uh, to come out of that, it was hard. And, uh, just getting over the fact that I was punishing myself and punishing the other people around me and to admit that fact that I was addicted was really hard. I think that's where a lot of people lose faith in themselves is just like you've lost all control and then you start to lose everything and then you've lost total faith in yourself. You've given all of your power away to something greater than yourself, which was the addiction. It was the drugs. And then finding your power, taking it back, taking care of yourself again, forgiving yourself for all of the misdoings that you've done, or at least trying to mm-hmm. um, find understanding and compassion for what it was, and then uh, doing the self-care pieces that like put you back together and make you more whole, and then becoming a decent person again, <laughs> and then trying to rebuild it all back, <laughs> you know? So that's the thing, like, that's uh, why I want you back on the show. You and I had a conversation last week or a couple weeks ago, and, um, well, we've kept in touch always, but... Uh, of what's happened since all of this has come to the surface and you are a very brave person, A, to be sharing this story, but B, like, holy shit, Ryan, you are, you are a, an amazing example of someone who is putting in the work. And I love that so much. And I think we should celebrate that a little bit more because... You know, a lot of people say they want to change or say they want things to be different or say they're going to be better, but they don't. But then that then it stops at that word that you're taking this and you're showing up for yourself. Right. In and action. That, uh, that's the hardest part, because from my experience, you never actually know how much you're suffering. Like when I was going into my addiction, that first 30 years of my life were like, being an athlete and partying was cool and doing stupid shit with chicks and yeah. doing all of these things was the cool thing to be. I was just super, super sad. And on the outside, I could just say, think I was nailing it. Like, 
all of the trauma that happened when I was a kid, everything that built my self-worth that I was fixing with all this external stuff, it never solved anything. And that's why like I was able to have an addiction for so long because I was just, I was able to mask all this stuff, but deeply dying inside. And Mm-hmm. To admit that to yourself and like become vulnerable enough to create like I can change and I need to change. That's like what the blessing of this addiction was for me is I could actually find a point where I wanted to create a more positive life for myself. And it's hard to admit to yourself if you're just like looking at somebody and not really taking a look and seeing how bad you're hurting mm-hmm. and understanding like the deep, deep suffering that we have as human beings, like there's enough to go around for everybody yes. and to heal that in yourself and that healing it in yourself actually is doing good for the world because you're putting out this love for yes. people and having compassion and understanding for uh, everybody, you know, no matter what you think they should be or what you think they can be, what they are actually going through and helping them like with some support and compassion. It's like been a real blessing for me. So what was the moment that you knew you were an addict? What was the moment where you knew, sorry, you needed to change? You needed to like stop being an addict? What was the moment? Um, Well, like there's a long time that I was doing it where I knew that, but like to admit it to myself. Yes. So that's the hardest part because a lot of people right now are living their lives. Like, yes, it's easy to label someone who's addicted to cocaine. That's like a, a narcotic and it's kind of like... At like being an alcoholic, um, in there's a lot of people that are addicted to you know food or smoking or things that are less I don't know bad in today's society, but it's still the same cycle of abuse within the body, right? right? So yeah. N- yeah, it doesn't self-harm matter. And like just it's self-harm, not not feeling worthy of your own love. Yes, you know, like a lot of the people that I talk to, something we do is like look at yourself in the mirror and to, just tell yourself that you love yourself. Yes, and most people can't even look at themselves; they like are dying their eyes around, being all weird about it. And it's just you, you versus you. Yes, there's no like, there's nobody there like to point and laugh at you. It's only you alone <laughs> in your bathroom, and like, isn't that fascinating? Just, just like the fortitude or to confront yourself for who you truly are, you know, like. Um, without like so was when you when you when you had that moment of I am I'm an addict and I'm going to fix this was it like an awakening for you or did you like did you have any spirituality within that or was it just like a Um, it's what did that look like that's the thing is there's no one time you know like especially with that like it's like you're fighting this battle of who you were all the stuff you've done Mm -hmm. that thing has control of your body and like like you're this thing, you're bigger than your body, your spirit, you want to like do something good, right? So like you have to come to terms with that. And like there's lots of times where you slip and you're like, you do something stupid or you do the yeah. drug again. And I never, the thing where I think where I really benefited is I never took those times and like beat myself up. Like once I decided I was going to do better, every day I was trying to do better, whether I did the drugs, whether I drank a little bit, whether... I missed my meditation, whatever it was, I just tried to keep trudging forward to be better, to do something new every day that like added a little value. Even if I'd like used the drug, I tried to add some value in my life. I tried to do something where I felt like I could do a little bit more. Okay. So let's talk about this because as all human beings here, 
once like you you now have incorporated more of a spiritual practice into your life yes and when did that start to come to you um that uh came when i went to the chopra center and like i discovered myself like like the deepak chopra center like is that what that is they have a center for wellness it's mm-hmm. not the one in California. There's one in Squamish. Yeah. And uh, it's run by this girl, woman, Nirmala. And uh, it's beautiful. I was introduced to uh, yoga and meditation there. Yeah. And, like, found some love for my body again there. And yes. some, like, understanding of myself as, like, a being, a bigger being. And, like, addiction not being, uh, being different for me there. Like, addiction was, like, my higher self trying to get me to pay attention to my life and do something better to do something more. Like I had had these, um, like this journey of life, you know, like I had done stupid things Yeah. then I started really feeling really bad about them and then, uh, becoming a person that I thought I should be. And that's the journey and changing or like the energy of transformation really began there of like owning my own thing and uh yeah becoming connected to wholeness so what does that mean what does wholeness mean for you wholeness means um understanding myself as mind body and spirit as like the things that all need to align to have a life of joy and happiness um so like from the spiritual point of view it's just trying to have an experience you're just here it doesn't have a good or bad mechanism it's just the experiencer. I think you might have talked about it in The Untethered Soul, if you've yeah. ever read that book, but like it's only here to understand. That's why spirit doesn't really bind if you have an addiction. There's nothing bad about it. Yes. It's the here, the here in this world, and the mind that we think that is bad because it's drugs and you do stupid things and you steal and rob and lie and all of the horrible stuff that goes along with addiction. Yes. Uh, those are the bad things, you know, it's not the actual thing. And those things, uh, as spirit, you kind of feel bad for it because you think, uh, like, as spirit, you can't make a mistake. So here you're making all these mistakes, but you don't know why you're making the mistakes. So that's the experience part. And then there's us as the mind, as where we have choice. And, like, most of the mind is hidden from you. That subconscious part of our lives is 95% of thought, like, in psychology, people, most of the people know that uh, we're only aware of 5% of everything that goes on in our head. Yes. Right. And then our body and our mind are connected in these infinite number of ways in this complex system. There's a chakra system. There's the emotional body. There's like all of these nerve centers that like impact the brain. There's the gut biome that kind of tells you what to do. Yes. There's like a billion different ways to unpack what this thing is, but really... All it comes down to is you trying to have an experience, however that looks. And if you want to be a better person, changing the way you act in your life to do better every day. And that's really all you can do. Okay, so we were talking before the show started about what a spiritual practice looks like for people and how it comes to be. Um, Let's revisit that. So you said that something has to happen. Uh, Yeah, well, we are pretty comfortable as beings, right? Like, so if you're in life and comfortable, you're not going to try to make a lot of change. You're just in survival. That's like the survival part of us. So we'll just kind of stay comfortable. Like, 
things will happen. You'll just be drifting through. But then if something traumatic happens, we actually store that in our body. And there's tons of traumas happen over and over and over again. In our right? lives and from like birth, it, essentially. From birth. Yeah. Yes. So like even birth is the original trauma. Yes. Right? Like it's traumatic. Get bored. It's got to hurt. Yeah. Like it, it hurts you just as much as it hurts her. Of you know? course. Yes. Probably. Yeah. So like there's all of these traumas, whether you remember or not, they're stored in your body. And then something will happen that will push you into wanting to find out what you are, what's more, what you what you belong, what all of these whys are that are philosophical and like really add value to your life in mm-hmm. this world. Like all of the stuff that we buy, all of the things we do, the schools we go to, they're all great. But like the true value is when you find out what your place is, how you're helping the world, whether you want to help the world or not, if you mm-hmm. want to do like all of the, all of the things that you interact with this experience and you understand those things, that's where you can find your true value, whatever it is. That's something that I've definitely been really, you know, conscious of and, um, you know, curious about is this human experience that we are all having. And uh, I think we've said this in the past, the different veils that we all wear and how, you know, the ego lets us believe that, um, we as human beings all think the world is the way we see it. Uh, but is it, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the way I see the world, you experience the world completely different than I do. Every single person sees the world in their own way. That's why like these, this concept of like, you're a creator of your reality. It's really true. You're living your life through your eyes, no matter how enlightened you are, if you can be out of your body or not, yes. you're still in it. Yes. As long as you're connected to your body and you're moving around in this physical universe, you're like, you're in there and you're experiencing it through your eyeballs. So you're creating yes. it. That's the reality. Yes. Yeah. So like for me, my spiritual practice started, I've talked about this many times, like when, um, I had an awake. I actually had an aha moment. It was after I missed the Olympic games and I married. Um, I was in that. It was. I was in that relationship, and I woke up one day. I'd gained a bajillion pounds. I. I was addicted to food. I am a food addict. I'm addicted to comforting myself from the exterior, however that looks. It can be alcohol, wine, sometimes. Um, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> but. Uh, I did have like an awakening moment. I was suffering. I was at a rock bottom place. And that was sort of like what catapulted me out was like, oh, there is another way. And then it was gone. It was like there in a flash and it was gone. But it was enough time to like see that there's another way. Yeah. There's something better. There's a better way to be living. Yes. And like self-harm all the time. Yes. (laughs) So. So and, you uh, experienced this? I think that that awakening is a lifelong process because you yes. never like one of the funniest things is like you never know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's so true when you're living that like if you're going through life and you don't have an awareness of something, like if I was to tell people about the energy that I could feel and I could press it around and play with it. But like if they don't have an awareness of that, it sounds pretty cuckoo. Which, yeah, you're a crazy person. You're a crazy person. And that's totally okay. And yes. whether it's actually real or if it's just something I use to like make myself feel special or it's something that I feel I can give back to people, however the veil is, the millions of different ways it can be interpreted, it's okay because I think that it's real and I can do good with it 
And yes. that's what's important is like how I'm interacting with it. And like that's the other person. That's okay too. Like, uh, and it's not, not good or bad. It's probably better not to have those awareness because then you can just live life and <laughs> not feel everybody's shit. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Like when with the practice of awareness, I mean, we, we talked about this, you know, you get, the, you go to school, you get married, you have your kids, you get the house, you have the job. Um, and, and then something traumatic happens and you decide you want to find yourself or you, it, that's the time where you feel like something's missing or that you need to figure out who you are. I mean, some people, like, what does it mean to you to, to wake up? Like, what does that mean to be awake? It means that I have more understanding of the way I interact with the world. So, like, uh, I used to, like, driving in the car is a perfect example. I would be driving around, somebody would cut me off, I'd be mad, yes. and I'd get mad, and I'd stay mad probably 15 minutes, and I wouldn't even, I'd just be mad, right? Yeah, there was a and suffering, now, there was a suffering, a level of suffering because someone cut right? you off, and you took it, yeah. did something to me, yeah. or whatever, however you want to look at it, but like, I was like, how dare he? I'm driving here. Yes, you know? yes. And uh, so now, even that there's some space, but I can choose. What, what I want. I could choose if he meant to do it or mm-hmm. however I want to be. If I want to feel mad for a little bit, I can be like, ah, oh, man, that jerk. Or I can like let him go and be like, you know, you're probably having a bad day or you're a yes. terrible driver. Yes. You know, or <laughs> whatever. Like, how did this guy Or this has nothing to do with me. Like, this is uh, fine. It, I'm going to let it, this it go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so like there's those, I get the choice of how I experience my life, right? So, like, when I wake up in the morning, I now have a choice of, like, if I want to connect to myself, if I want to be in balance, I get the choice. I can actually choose to do the things that I know are self-care or not do the things, and I can eat, eat that bag of potato chips mm-hmm. or, the you know, the cookies and milk, but it's a choice now. It's yes. not just self-defeating hate. And, like, that control uh, just allows me to have, have my experience as something more tailored to what I want. Yes. So there's like a lot of people in the community listening right now who are in the process of waking up. I mean, that's part of the show in to start with, but definitely the message that I portray the most is to have awareness of who you are and your thoughts and your beliefs and where they come from. And, you know, for me, I was at the stage where I knew that I was thinking that I was a fat fucking pig and I knew that I believed that I was an unworthy piece of shit. However, like it did take me a long time to actually put these things into practice so I would still judge myself for those beliefs and those thoughts in a lot of ways like it didn't come the awareness wasn't coming from like a place of non-judgment it was it was it was coming it was all over the place however I was paying attention and was able to identify some of like the key key things that I was holding I was holding on to that was creating my reality in the day to day. So a lot of people yeah. listening and a lot of my friends, I have a couple of friends who are working on waking up and what that yeah. looks like to them. However, what is your advice for those of us that are continuing in the cycle over and over? They can't get out of the cycle of abuse, if you will, whether that's um, in relationships, whether that's with sex, using sex, Drugs, rock and roll, you name it. Drugs, uh, potato chips. Right. <laughs> um, my advice is that you absolutely, you can do it. You know, it's going to be a lot of work and 
it's uh, like just to be honest with yourself. If you're trying to overcome something and it's really, really difficult and you can't do it the first time, it's fine. You can't do it the second time. It could take a year. It could take two years. It could take five years. Yeah, so there's no if real time. If you want to do it yeah. and you are taking a little step every single day and like when you do it, if you just tell yourself like, you know, fuck it. I just couldn't make it this time. Yeah. But I can do this. But this time, you know, it just got me. Whatever. You yes. Know? And like, don't live in those regrets. Like, our bodies are negatively biased, right? So like, that was the survival mechanism. To overcome survival and to become like a manifester and a creator, mm. you have to let all that guilt and shame go. Like, all of those emotions that are at the lower bottom of the scale uh, have to be, they can't be your running operating system day to day. Like, so to get out of that. But for a lot of us, that's all we know. That's all we know is how to be, have, hold regret and hold shame and guilt and, uh, you know, that need to be loved, that need to be loved. And a lot of people can't even, they want to be loved and need it, but they won't ever allow it. Like to actually love yourself is really hard. To love yourself, it's a practice. Yes. People, you can't do it. You're like, ah, man, I should be blah, blah, blah. But, like, you can't because of all of the shit that has you programmed from your youth. Yes. And, like, have some compassion for yourself. Like, that's where the compassion comes in. Like, you don't know. And chances are you aren't aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, like, having compassion. You catch yourself doing something you don't like, give yourself some love. Yes. You know, have some understanding for yourself. So what does that look like, giving uh, yourself love? How have you given yourself love? um, Well, now... uh, I'm working on the getting back into the gym and yes. like not being like, cause so my journey, I like was always doing always just like striving. I was like living this such, I was so desperate all the time, getting, asking people for money, throwing money away, doing like, just doing, trying to make deals all the time. And just like, you know, this thing that I thought I was supposed to be. And, um, so then like in this recovery, I like shut all that down. I was like, I didn't want to do anything. And then I kind of became lazy. Like I was doing self care, but like meditation and yoga every day, but like then not much else. Like strengthening the inner space within you, like healing. Was it healing meditations? Like, cause that's, that's my definition of self care in many ways is healing. Yeah. And like that healing part is like just understanding yourself as having that experience from a true, genuine, loving way. Yes. You know, there's no right or wrong. Whatever you've done, yes. it's what you've done. That's yes. it. And like you can hang on to it or not. It's your choice. Yes. But if you want to feel better about it, you can't live in it. And to yes. not live in it, you need to like become like find some space. So like that meditation, it just slows you down enough to say I love you for five seconds. You know, in between the garbage, you can actually yes. fit in and like, Hey, you're doing okay. You yeah. <laughs> it's living almost like in the moment. Like you're bringing into yeah. the now instead of yeah. In the past, yeah. In the past, yeah. And like, um, one of the best practices to start is a gratitude journal. If you write yeah. down three things you're grateful for, like from a really in your core, like really think about it. Like, what am I grateful for today? Yeah. And like, it'll start out with like, I breathed, or like, <laughs> the water was good, you know. But like, that's <laughs> your level of awareness that you can confront, right? And if you do that for 21 days, you'll actually start to rewire your brain to look for positive things. So then once you've started that process of like that, your brain looking for positive things, then your experience will start to change, your reality will start to change, and then you will slowly, it's a slow process. That's what yes. people, I think they want that instant thing. Like everybody that's selling all this stuff on Facebook. I know. You can get 
rich in 45 days. You can like become happy yes. in one retreat. Come see us and everything's yes. good and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's some of it's like, it's true because it works for like the nine days, but like, it's not the basis of how you fix things because you have to forgive like all of it. Your basis of everything that's going wrong in your life is from your life. You know, like it's a. Uh, yeah, and it's taken me like 38 years to get to where I am at now to learn all right. the bullshit. So you think that's it's right. going to take yeah. nine days to race the 38 years of Right, of and like that? being consistent with your practice enough to like really love yourself, you know, like that's the thing. Like once you love yourself, life is good. Yes. And that's the, that's the hard part. Like how many people do you know that you can like look at genuinely and aren't looking for something external? Like that's I, like Buddha level shit. It's really, it's yeah. a really good question. Let's talk about that for a yeah. second because like, um, for me, I used to say I loved myself like, because right. it was right. a slight on my ego to, right. to <laughs> actually admit that I am suffering and that I would rather eat a poutine and a drink a bottle of wine, um, right. you know, and then look at myself and say, you fat fucking pig versus you know having some compassion and taking a bath or something do you know what i mean like doing something good for my body and i see that oftentimes when people are living their lives and i guess in a lot of ways i judge or i see or i'm experiencing people say one thing and their actions speak so much louder like what they're actually doing i'm at a place of awareness where i know that they're full of shit so they're not being true themselves there's like, I, I want to offer some compassion for that because that's not really being full of shit. Okay. Like the way that the brain works, right? Like analytical part of your brain, you can say like, yeah, I'm fucking in this to win it. You yeah. know, but your body is like that 95% is, is running you. Like all of your emotions, all of that like held, stored trauma, all of that stuff is really running you all of the heart center, all like the gut biome, that stuff is running you. That little 5% of your analytical mind, it doesn't have a chance unless you're doing like real work to better those systems, like calm your central nervous system down, pay self-love. Okay, I get it. Massages. Like it's not like people are willingly like, I'm going to be an asshole and cheat myself. It's like, that's like the suffering part. That's where, that's why we can get so far in addiction is like that. Honestly, like we can't hang on. Are like the way we are in this world with everything so fast paced, you really don't stand a chance unless you like take that time. Like, if you, you know, spend an hour on yourself in the morning and like give yourself love in the morning, you're mm-hmm. gonna be way better off in the day. But who can do that? Who takes that time? Okay, maybe know? I missed something because what I'm talking about is when, like, uh, when you take a being true to your word, that's what right. I'm talking about, being true to yeah. your word. So you're saying that you, there are, there are times where no matter what you can't be true to your word 100 percent. like you okay. want to do it right like and that's like where we're at and having compassion for that and people get all up in arms about all of this betrayal that people have and like but like people are just really hanging on for dear life right now like to be honest most of the people like that are trying to awaken and then like you get hit with your true feelings yes and then you get really sad and then what are you supposed to do it's like no i was trying to do this thing and people jump on you for like failing once even yes. failing five times like yes give a breast you know like yes. you can be a better person it takes a long time it takes baby steps have some understanding that you probably aren't in control as you think you are yes and just love yourself like that's the journey is loving yourself through all that shit like can you choose love can you choose to love yourself after all of the garbage that you've gone through? Yes, you know, that feeling of failure is a big one. Like that feeling, yeah. 
uh, I'm a failure, I'm unworthy. That's one that comes up for me all the time. I think it's come up for you often. And when I'm in that place of being a failure, what, like, now what? Like, how do you do, like, for me, I find it challenging just to say, let that go. Because you didn't just let that go. You had to put some space somewhere. You had to, like, center yourself and have the awareness that you were in that feeling. Is that... And that, and from that place, you can let it go. Like, well, and that's the work. That's what takes. That's a the work. That doesn't happen right away. What like, is the work? Tell me the work. Tell me the like, work that you're doing. Uh, the work that I'm doing right now is well, like for right now, I'm at a place where I'm really paying attention to my energy centers and yes. like being around people and trying to understand them for who they are and what they might be going through. So like. Just Empathy. trying to see people from their like hypothetical situations or like the people I see, like really seeing them as a vulnerable being, yes. just trying to hang on. Like, what does that look like for this person? Yes. You know, no matter what the persona is that they're putting out, if they're asking for help, they're suffering in some way, right? Yes. And to be honest with yourself, I've been through the experience and know it's completely impossible to start. You know, it takes so <laughs> long to like think about like being somewhere and then envisioning yourself somewhere else and then failing and then getting back up and just trying again, you mm-hmm. know, like doing that over and over and over and over again. It's the hardest thing to do for people. Yes. And so like my personal awakening right now is trying to see people in that and offering the loving support. Like you're here, you've been doing this, like a lot of shit's happened, acknowledging that trauma, sending it some love, like for what the gifts in it were, whatever it was. I know that's like crazy for me to say, but like, that trauma's happened and you can't let it go. You're right. You need to give it love. You need to let it know that that stuff served a purpose. And thank you. I don't need to hang on to it anymore. That was garbage. Like it wasn't my fault. I was a part of it. Yeah. Blah, 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 whatever. However you want to get rid of it. But love is always the answer. <laughs> you can't just push it away because it'll always fight back. Always. So Unless you can find appreciation that in that appreciation, it can lighten and you can lose that emotional attachment to it. And that's what drives your behaviors. So do you feel as though your addiction was a gift? It was, yeah, 100%. I'm a way better person now than what I was before. And uh, yeah, way more connected to all parts of me. Like I was pretty dead inside doing all that shit. And like even going into it, like all of the losses. And I was just pulling all of that stuff in. Like I had to fail all the time because I felt like I was a failure. And whatever my self-worth issues and trauma and beating myself up from my childhood through adolescence, all of the failures I had as my athletic career. Yeah. And like it went right into my coaching career. Yeah, sure. I coached to a couple of Olympics, but like I did some stupid shit. I like didn't pay attention to my job. I got like pulled people into my life that weren't really positive for me. Yes. And uh, experienced a lot of trauma there. And all of that stuff would just keep continuing unless I hit this thing where I like really beat myself up. Mm-hmm. and decided to do better and learn about myself and then I could look inside and find out who my true self was and it was nothing to do with all of that garbage like that person was like a persona it was who I thought I was supposed to be it was only survival right do all you... of the garbage I did was just to survive and people think like surviving is like running away from a tiger but it's just living like trying to be a friend group trying to mm, I like that look successful to your mom trying to look successful to your friends, just trying to survive. Like you're just trying to live, you know, it's like a lot simpler than people try to make it. People don't have to be running after you with a gun 
for your need to survive kick in. Like, yes. just waking up, knowing you have a cell phone bill is enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I kind so, of look at survival or that term as like, when I'm surviving, it's like trying to fill the void somehow, looking for something to fill my life in some way. So it's like living. I don't know. Is that similar okay. to what you mean or no? Just It's just living. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, like think about all of the things you're attacked for now in yes. your life. Like as soon as you open Instagram yes. or Facebook, like somebody's got something to say or like you should be doing, <laughs> taking care of the rainforest or you shouldn't be, yeah. you know, throwing garbage in the garbage anymore or whatever but yes like you're constantly under attack yes so like in a varying degree like think about that stress response that fight or flight like fight or flight is like a spectrum and everybody's living in that reactive state yes to some degree right? yes to some degree so like that is what really what awakening is is understanding that mechanism yes and taking I love control that. of it yes and like put that's what that space is it's like not being reactive anymore hacking your body's like biochemical makeup and like deciding to live a life that you want so like all of that stuff it just you can think it through right mm-hmm. and like uh so like what happens uh biologically when you're a kid and in trauma like those mechanism like where the brain pathways to the prefrontal cortex they don't develop that's why it like has so much harm for you as an adult because you have to build those pathways that's what the work is like thinking things through pulling mm-hmm. reactive thoughts up into the your brain where you can think about it and then like coming to terms with whatever that is and like moving moving on you know like spiritual scientific whatever it's all just if you treat yourself better you're gonna do better (laughs) (laughs) i was listening to this interesting podcast the other day about this uh experiment that they did on cats i don't know why i'm saying this but it was so interesting because we're talking about veils and how we grew up and our synapses the brain synapses that develop Uh, where these cats, they were, uh, one test group grew up from birth in a room with just vertical lines. Okay. And the other one was just horizontal lines. And they, um, as the cats developed their brains, they were put into reality. So like in a normal household and the cats that only saw vertical lines could not see horizontal lines. So they couldn't jump onto a couch or onto the table. They couldn't even see the horizontal lines because all they they grew up in a world with the vertical lines and i was like that is fascinating that is fascinating the way we grew up it's like really Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff that's all the gifts you get like if you want to take that to the next yes let's take it how it relates spiritually yes it's all of that stuff how how your brain develops how your body feels how people treat you all of those things are the gifts that you get to spiritually overcome in the journey of being human that's like the whole point is like to experience all that stuff see what you can do with it and then make a new experience that's what makes everybody unique everybody's going to do that thing differently everybody's going to have a unique experience no matter what your past was yes the veils and the ideas you get are all different and the way you move forward in your life is always going to be different and so like that makes everybody unique and everybody super special Yes. And that's what makes everybody worthwhile, like worth making the work to do the journey because it's like it's so worth it for you. It only matters for you. And like, yeah. So why do we get stuck in that superficial idea with that superficial idea of I need to have money and status, power, kids, picket fence or my life needs to be at this place at this point in my life? You know, those 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 are all just learned things of like how we should you know like uh and they're great ideas i mean if you it's a great idea it's a good way to live you know Mm -hmm. it's just like somebody 
in Africa will just want to have 45 goats and, uh, and you know. And 45 uh, kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. And like, there's different people have different things. In China, you just want to become an athlete or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so the experience is always different. The experience, what the value of it is changing and transforming and adapting to become yourself, your true self. Whatever you were born into and having that veil, honoring who you truly are and becoming that and like giving that to the world. So what what do you what kind of advice do you have for people that believe that their true self is the failure? Right. And that's totally an experience. And yes. like my heart breaks for those. Yes. You know, and it's but that is if it's a choice. You know, it's not like so much a choice, but like that is something that's unique and yes. is welcomed by the universe to be able to experience. And the only thing about it is that you, this world and the frequencies, how it works is that like that lower level thing, that's just going to be where you're at. You know, you always have the choice to access higher vibrational frequencies and become a better person, like how we would see it, but like live in joy. But, uh, so like your body in a frequency of failure and grief and shame, uh, it can't experience joy. So like, that's not its highest, highest Goodness, self right? yeah you're not you're not right. tapping into your higher self here you're, you're not, not yeah, showing you're not up doing your highest good I guess right. when I'm I guess my question's more geared towards the people who are starting to wake up and realize some things about themselves like right. I I kind of I've had that that sense within me in the past where you know I believe that I am unworthy of good things and I believe right. that that's the way my life just is. That's just right. the way it is. Right. Um, it's more of like an ego. How do you get out of that that storytelling, out of the program? Right. Yeah, that's one step at a time. Yes. Like if you want to change that story, yes. it's understanding that story and giving it love for whatever the lesson was, whatever the blessing was of it. So like not feeling valuable probably gave you work ethic, probably gave you, you know, tons of different things. It gave you fortitude. Yes. You know? And it gave oh, you all discipline. Oh, discipline. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then, um, but it takes a long, like, fighting that and getting out of it, that's the hard part. Like, I mean, we say these things, all of this stuff is, like, really cool ideas. Mm-hmm. But to live it and to be in it and to wake up every day and say, okay, I'm going to do this one step at a time every day for, like, a year mm-hmm. is hard. Oh, yeah. But that's honestly what it takes. And, like, when you start... And then you see yourself six months away and you know your life is way better. You won't even remember how miserable you are. That's how crazy it is. Mm -hmm. You know, you'll look at it and you'll be like, man, that was terrible back then. But like, you won't have any emotional attachment to it because your life is so much different. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what you're so adaptable. Like we, we create our reality every single day. So like, if you take little steps every day, that's really what it is. You have to change it, but not quickly enough where you're like, my life has changed too much. You know, yes, that would be a little bit at a time. Yeah. It's it's almost. Um, I find when everything changes all at once, that might not be what you're talking about at all. Right. That might yeah. be um, running away from or um, trying to fill your cup with external things quickly to give right. yourself that quick fix. That's not the work. Doing the right. work takes time. Yeah, and even if one of those big things happened, 
there's always going to be more work to do because whatever that is, yes. there's always a better version of yourself. So if you went from like, for me, drug addict to not doing drugs yes. to now like giving back to people. Yes. Like that was two years span, right? So yes. like, that's pretty quick, right? But there's so much more. I'm just barely scratching the surface of like who I really want to be. I'm just like not in the shadow of a drug addiction anymore. I'm right. like starting to live this truth of like uh, a decent person. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to give back to this world and like just end suffering just a little bit for everybody, you know? Yes. And you're filling in the process, filling up your own cup by doing things for you that are fulfilling for your soul and for your energy and for all of the things and having some compassion. Now, do you ever speak to the, um, the addict in you? Oh yeah. We have conversations all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Totally. I, uh, like it was a fight for a long time Yes. and, uh, taking ownership of that fight was really, really hard. Cause like, there's a lot of good stuff appearing. Like when you're on drugs, it's a quick, easy, feel good. Right. So yeah. like to foster that and then to like find that stuff in real life, it's really difficult. <laughs> yes. Like, um, so yeah, that's like the process I am now. Like I don't fight with myself anymore. I know who I want to be. I'm trying to like cultivate better relationships i'm trying to like treat people kindly in real life like just be like i'm just like be a better person like be the person i think i want to be and like live that every day and then it's like really working in keeping me out of trouble it's like now i you know now through some of the traumas that happened to you in your athletic career do you ever speak to your athlete self like do you go back to that time um yeah, you know, I should a little more probably, but, uh, yeah, I just like started to like skiing again a couple years ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I went a long time without like, like really hating skiing. Yeah. And then like starting to like my, yes, it's really funny how your self-worth gears your reality. Like, cause I hated all that stuff Yeah. because it was a loss. Like I had such a loss over all of that stuff. I hated myself over all of that for yeah. a long time. Yeah. And even though I was coaching, like I was still running through that persona of like hating skiing, which is crazy how you do that. But uh, yeah, so liking skiing again is huge for me because I really do love it. And it yeah. keeps me in the mountains and um, yeah, self-care. It's crazy. What, what about your childhood self? Uh, childhood self, I How often do you go back and visit? a lot of work on. Yeah. Like um, I actually did, I think I spoke about it, uh, Iboga, it's a plant medicine from yeah. Africa. Yeah. And uh, you go visit your child self and you hang out and you like make friends with them again on this thing. And uh, it changes, it changed my life. Like yeah. you're really speaking to your true soul self when you're a kid. Like you're just all sorts of joy. And I spoke to myself before all of the real garbage happened. So like, it's like when you're really in it, you're a kid, you're loving life. All you yeah. have is wonder and curiosity yeah. And joy and just filling the world with spirit it's amazing and like making friends with that self again you can like start to embody a parts of those things and then he's like with you your inner child is like he's your homie he should be but yes when you guys like distance yourselves from each other that's like where you kind of lose yourself like that's where all of your passion and curiosity like all of those good things that i just talked about they live is in that little guy so like the farther you distance yourself away the harder it is to connect and feel in the real world right so 
Now, would you say during your life or your mostly like the addiction portion of your life, um, would you say that you lived in the present or would you say you lived in the past or the future? Like where? Yeah. In that addictive part, it was in the past. Like as soon as I would wake up in the morning, I would already be beat myself up about some bullshit. Yeah. Like the second I'd open my eyes. Yeah. I'd probably dream about the stuff that I hated about myself. I'd wake up and start talking to myself bad. Yeah, so you were talking about what you have done. What I've done. And then whatever, trying to fix it into the future. Never, never addressing the present. Because, like, that's where I was. Like, so fearful place to be, you know. And then... uh, So how much time do you spend in the present moment now? I think... uh, Well, I try to think I spend the majority of it. Yes. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm real. I'm a human. Yes. So, of course, you live a little bit in the past and in the future. Of course. And, uh, like, yeah. So that's actually what I'm working on now is really trying to pay attention to building a future. Cause like I kind of shut that whole thing off, uh, trying to heal myself from the addiction. Like I stopped doing right. So right. Like now I'm trying to build this future, but like not from a place of like anxiety and desperation, which is where I lived before, but like from a place of like, what do I really want? Who do I want to do it with? What am I trying to create? And then like really just creating something that makes me passionate and, like engaged in this experience that we are having. And how does that feel in your body to make those choices from a place of love as opposed to from some of the other places? Like what's the difference? What, what does Uh, that feel like? Yeah, The difference is I have energy and I'm lighter. Like Mm -hmm. I physically think I look younger. Yeah. Probably not doing the drugs. You look great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's not good for the skin, but, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, everything's easier. You wake up and you actually want to do something. Mm-hmm. Like when you're depressed and like waking up sucks. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of like, what am I going to do today? Oh, I got to like, like beating yourself up every single second of the day. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> no, so and I, I, it is hard. And I find like, just, I don't know, the, the you had, you've lived a crazy, extraordinary life with athletics and travel and high performance and intensity in the spotlight. But let's just like tune it back to like, you know, just the average person who goes, gets up and goes to work every day and comes home. And sometimes those feelings are harder to identify because it's easier to say I'm okay. Right. Or this is normal to me. But normal to you had a normal at one point as well, as did I. My normal was depression and hell and tired, fatigue you know, that shitty negative self-talk that was normal. And I just accepted that as my life, but then there was a shift and now I make decisions for the most part from a place of love. I like to say love, love is a definitely the underlying, but I like to say I make my decisions based on respect words like, uh, respect and integrity and and those types of positive vibrational words that stem from love yes it's all love yeah. but when you really res- when I like I respect my body by you know eating well by right. exercising by listening to my body I talked about this on Instagram yesterday actually about how I stopped to run because I felt like something inside was like, this doesn't feel right. You have to stop. So I did. Whereas like the old me would have been like, no, you're a failure if you stop and you're shitty and you're going to lose and screw you. So I'd keep going and probably get hurt. (laughs) Right. 
And then you'd also live in that same thought pattern for another week. After another that, week. You know? And then it would happen again and I'd go right back to it immediately. So like, yeah. what, what does normal, what does that mean? How do we elevate the normal? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't think you ever really know. Like, because mm. you're always living in your experience, right? So like, your normal is your normal. I, when I was super depressed and desperate, I never knew. I you never, never knew. knew. Right? That's where this, like, um, this thing happens, has to happen. This suffering where you need to look. Because you're probably not going to look. But if you're having an awakening, you're going to see things. You're going to start to want the positive parts. And then you're going to catch those every once in a while. <gasps> I just and got then, something. Yeah. That's like when Oprah, she says, when you know better, you do better. That's when right. you have yeah. those little awakenings... Yeah. When you know that there's better, then you're going to start doing better. Right. And like, you'll see somebody do something that's nice to somebody out in the world. And like, those synchronicities will start to happen. You'll want to do better things. So like, instantly, you'll start to like, find that stuff in your life. And then it's up to you to like, take take that and be like, oh, that guy did something nice. I'm going to feel good about humanity for five minutes. And yeah. then like, do those little things for yourself. You know? And that's, that is the work. It's so hard to do that. Especially in our world where everything... Yes is so negative and like fucked up like to find the good pieces and to do better for yourself it's like there couldn't be a better thing if everybody did that the world would be amazing <laughs> so how <laughs> sometimes for me like i spiral down some interesting yeah. little rabbit holes in my thoughts like my mind yeah. takes me to very interesting places um yeah. do you do, do you have the same experience 100% okay and everybody does right yes of course yeah. so i'm for the sake of the like learning here, what do you do to bring yourself back? Uh, well, as soon as I catch myself in that, I've tried to become aware of it. Like, yes. so like then I just, am, I ask it like, what, why, what are we doing here? Yeah. And if there's some danger mechanism, maybe something up that's up for healing that I can like give thanks for, like, and like look at it. But like the stuff that's offered to you that you can see is always something that you can confront. Right. Mm. So you're never really given more than you can confront. So if that stuff comes up, it's stuff that is pointing you somewhere for like a little bit of contemplation, maybe, or like, but like, that's where this practice of self-love really comes mm -hmm. in to play. Cause those like, they can get dark, like they can really get dark. deep and dark and like, you know, they can hold you down, but there's something there that like is holding you down that you can, uh, give thanks for or whatever and start to feel a little bit better about which will make your day a little bit better like so yeah like those pains are presented to you so that you because they're in you whether you want to believe it or not yeah if you're feeling bad there's shit in there that's making you feel bad yeah and like that stuff's given to you to be like okay that wasn't whatever it was it wasn't that you're just conditioned, it's you're conditioned like, yeah. yeah and uh you form reality like your ego will make reality so that you feel better about whatever's happened even if it's shit you know, so like those things probably aren't even what really happened. You right. Know, it's like a version of reality that you've created for yourself to make yourself feel a certain way that kept you safe in some weird self-deprecating, yeah. you know, process that we have as human beings. That's like so messed up. <laughs> so, so within this human experience, we have uh, a lot of labels. We've said a lot of them in terms of like emotions or maybe not emotions, but um, feelings. I don't yeah. know. Are those the same thing? I don't know. Like failure is a big one that I've written right. down and circled and like scribbled and scratched on this paper as we're talking a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, is there ever a, uh, a moment, have you been able to detach yourself from those labels? For example, 
when you said that you felt like a failure or that you are failing, have you ever been able to detach from that and experience it as simply that an experience? Like, oh, that's just a teaching tool. Like, right. Or does it always come back to the label? No, I think that uh, for the most part, I do that. And the stuff that I get, I'm stuck on, I'm not aware of it yet. Because everything yes. that comes up like that, I really try to change instantaneously. Like, into whatever the lesson was. Yes. I really look at them as lessons and this experience is just an experience. It's like not a right or wrong. Whatever happened to me made me me now. It's like really has made me be a better person. All of garbage. So it's really good for you. <laughs> like the weird way that we live life. We started talking a little bit about self-care and we kind of veered off like twice now, but you were saying you're getting back to your body. So what does that look like? You're going right. to the gym or are you, are you running? Yeah, are you I finding do, uh, fitness, love and fitness again? Fasting. Oh, yeah, fasting. how many hours then, are you doing? Uh, so are you doing it too? Yeah. How many hours are you doing? I'm doing the 16 and eight. Oh, I'm doing 16 so and eight too. I, yeah. I mean, it's realistic for me to do. I'm not doing that. So why was there like deeper? Yeah, there's like a 24 hour one or something like it's like a 20 to four yeah, eat every 24 hours. Holy frick. How much do you get? to? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. 16 yeah. and eight's good for me. Okay. Continue next. <laughs> 16, 16 and eight. So I'm trying to do that. Uh, I've started. Well, I do yoga every day, meditation every single day. And how and, long do you uh, meditate every day? Because some people are like, Ugh. I do. like me, I was so resistant to meditation up until this year. And it's literally changed my life. Changed my life. Right. Yep. I, I do 20 minutes where I am just in normal. And then throughout the day, every like once in a while, I'll sit down for five minutes and really just like give thanks and like sit in nature somewhere mm. or like, you know, hang out and just like be but without any noise, just like hang out and like meditate like that. So and just 20 be. minutes for sure, morning and night, and then uh, those little bits in between. Yeah. I love it. And you're starting to ski maybe? Are you going to ski much this year? Oh, yeah. I got the daughter. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to like skiing. We have Fridays that are booked off every week to go skiing with the daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, to do skiing without any sort of teaching and just going for fun is going to be like wildly fun for me I think oh. and uh, yeah all the sorts of stuff that's good um, another thing uh, that I'm doing is like you have to do something creative right so yes I started to draw yes which, uh, I didn't know that I'm half decent at it's not stick figures right now yes I draw like a strawberry and a dog <laughs> <laughs> but like keeping yourself engaged and like is really really important I think so that's uh, really what I'm doing for self-care is trying to listen, learn new things, try stuff that's new, yeah, that, get out of the routine enough where I'm excited about the things that I'm doing. So That's amazing. Yeah. So my last question, um, do you still, are you, are you drug free? I am drug free. Yeah. I actually on Wikipulka's weekend, I uh, did mushrooms and drank a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it was okay. It was actually like, really funny. Like, like the Wooka Palooza, like Wookie, like yeah. we're in Shoulders weekend. Happen weekend every weekend. Oh, this is an old and ski a, friend of ours, by the way. Said mushrooms, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was fun, but like never drink or even want to drink. There's nothing. It doesn't add anything for me. 
And uh, that was actually one of the things that is the hardest part about my social life right now is going out with people, not drinking, and having them, like, just be okay with it. You know, cause, Having like, them be okay drinking, with it. They're like, oh, yeah, you were an addict. But it's like, no, I just don't really like the hangover. And yeah. my body feels like shit on it. I was probably allergic to it for years. <laughs> yeah. You know, and my body just doesn't agree with it anymore. So there's, like, it's, there's nothing in it for me. So, like, coming over those stereotypes for whatever you want to do, it's, like, it's hard, you know? Okay. Uh, and just because I am incredibly curious, do you think about using? Uh, not anymore. No. Not anymore. That's, like, new, though. That's, like, uh, two months, I think. Really? Like, yeah. Like, cause like you, you, I, you think about it. I mean, drugs, especially the way I did that drug, it like owns your life. Yeah. Yeah. It owns your life. And like, there's always that fight in you to go back when things are miserable. You know, like not every day is a good day. Lots of days are super fucking hard. Yeah. You know, I got out of skiing coaching just a couple months ago. You know, like, and then there's this big life change and it's been super positive and that's kind of like where I asked, like, for some support from, like, whatever my higher self, like, I need yeah. a little bit here, you know, help me through. And then, yeah, so, like, now, like, as we're growing and I'm really powering through on this, like, being able to help people thing, I'm getting more gifts like that and it's becoming easier and easier because I know, like, for me to heal other people in their addictions... I can't be even thinking about that shit anymore. So like, that's like phasing out of my life. Like yes. slowly. Right. And yeah. do you, do you work one-on-one -on -one with people? You're starting to work with athletes. Am I right on that? Uh, no. Yeah. I work on mostly, I work with people that are struggling in life now. So like yeah. not doing athletic stuff, Yeah. but mostly like, okay. yeah, lots of people hate what they're doing in some way or other. Yes. Right? A lot. Almost everybody does to some, like not, I shouldn't say everyone. I like your words better. Most people. Right. And they don't even know they hate it. They really they don't. don't. They, they yeah. don't even know. Yeah. Lots of people are like thinking about what they could do better, which is like why I know that like we're in the best time to live as human beings ever is there's more people pushing to do good things. No matter what the news and everything says, more people are trying to do good in this world than before. So it's amazing. That's like... Yes. Where it's at. And I'm so inspired by you and you doing good things. And this is like such an incredible message that you're, you, that you are shining through. Like you are literally glowing right now. I'm looking at your face and I love it. And you are like, wow, you're a great friend uh, for me and uh, oh, a, a great teacher as well. Ah, oh, namaste. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, thank you very much. Maybe very uncomfortable, but <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing again. I'm like thrilled with all of these things that um, you're doing, and you're just you're just great, Ryan. Thank you. You really are a great person too. <laughs> Shining light on the other side. <laughs> okay. Well, let's do this again. Absolutely. <laughs> thank Talk you. To you soon. Okay. Bye. Wow, what a fabulous message. What a fabulous story. Thank you so much, Ryan Snow, for coming on the show again to be vulnerable and share your amazing story. I love you. That was amazing. Now, after all of that, if you are still interested in taking my Love Your Body Challenge, 
read more about this and work through the exercises, you can download the free ebook by going to elisaunfiltered.com forward slash love your body. I'm so excited for more and more people to start honoring themselves and shifting into a more conscious way of living. This is living. (laughs) And if you haven't done so already, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review for this podcast. I hope you all have a fabulous day. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.